This week it's Al, all on his own, but with a guest. My guest is Demi. Demi is a writer and many other things. Demi, tell us all about yourself. Where would you like me to begin? Your surname? My surname? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My surname, like is, my surname is Aspie, which is a strange surname, one it would think. It sounds like the rich people's wallets, but with a different letter on the end. Oh, which ones are those? Aspray? Aspen. Aspen. Osprey is the posh backpacks, isn't it? And Aspen is the wallet. Well, I need to get myself a few of these, don't I? They're definitely my sort of brand, except I'm not the rich person. They're quite nice. They're not not like rich. They just sell them in Selfridges, but they sell them in like, you can afford this little bit children's section. Children's section? (laughs) No, it's when they talk down to you, like, you can afford this little boy. Um, For the listeners only, I'm doing a tap a child on the head. Um, which is literally around about my height so I'd probably get mistaken for a child were to wander around Selfridges so yeah I should probably stay away all just in case just in case just in case Uh, yeah so my name's Demi Aspie Um, I always used to describe it if you were to think of it think of an ass and think of a P and that sounds ridiculous (laughs) so people would be like how to spell it I'm like what like ass P yeah like an ass I don't know why, just to give someone some imagery. Oh, that makes sense. Sorry, you say S or arse. 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 No, that's fine. I was thinking that's correct, as long as I wasn't saying the wrong thing. Okay, good. A-S-P-E-Y, one of those names where every time you say it, you have to spell it directly afterwards because nobody would know how to spell it. Same with my first name, apparently, as well. Yeah. Um, So, for a bit of background, I met Demi on a trip up north when I was in a pub with a friend and had an interesting conversation, which we'll get to later. Um, uh-huh. So it's literally a completely random thing. And then we got talking and was like, oh, I'm a writer. And I was like, oh, I do this. Come and talk to us about this on my show. And you were like, yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah, and then we've recorded it once already and we decided it was shit. So we're doing it again. It wasn't so much that it was shit. We just I think it was more we were like, way. this was like, a conversation you would have in a pub, not a podcast. So we left Yeah, it definitely. Which yeah. most podcasts can get away with, but that was definitely a, a conversation. Yeah, I mean, a our, our main sponsor is Disney. <laughs> they wouldn't, they don't let us talk about um, Pixar, let alone. You know what I mean? So we just thought that's best to, yeah, best to reconvene and uh, restructure a little bit on yes. the old subject matters. <laughs> and I thought, what better to do than after our little summer hiatus so that Stu can be a dad, Steve and I can just be Steve and I, um, to have a guest as episode one. So, yeah. I'm going to ask you three questions to start us off. Okay. Profession? You put me on time. <laughs> Your profession. profession. Um, okay, it depends how I structure this. So, outside of, there's two sides. I've got my day job in which I work in medical procurement. <laughs> I won't go into it because it's pretty, pretty standard. But I work in the medical industry, organ so to transplant. speak. Organ transplants. I'm the person that if you need a new heart, I will find it for you and I'll get it to you in five minutes. So you, no. rather than a headhunter, you're a heart hunter. I'm a heart hunter, which leads yeah. me onto my writing very swiftly. Um, <laughs> no, and then 
in my other life, um, which is outside of the office life, is I'm a writer, I suppose. Um, in the sense of you suppose I'm doing PhD. Well, it's it's one of those. It's a creative subject. It's hard to pin down, isn't it? Like how, what, what point do you define yourself as a writer? I've been writing since I was about. Well, I've been writing since I was about three years old, and I could make little. I was th- I was wondering whether you were going to reveal that you didn't learn to write until you're 24. Yeah, it was it was a really difficult time, yeah. um, but you know I got through it. No, I've been I've been writing stories and making little books and such for family members since I was about yeah. three years old. But I properly penned down actual prose or story writing officially when I was around about 14, 15. Um, but officially. I suppose my writing really took off when I started my master's about five years ago now. So I'm just, I'm at the point of just ending my first year of my PhD. So okay. I, in creative writing. So one would assume that kind of makes you a writer, but. So your degree before I, was a um, non-writing degree. Or was it an English yeah, degree or? It was a drama degree. Oh, that's good. That's fine. A that's moment nice. of silence for my student debt and the waste of it. So you um, <laughs> you wore a black V-neck t-shirt for three years and pretended to be a tree. I mean, look at me now. You're still wearing I, a black. You've got a circular neck on, but um, it's not the V. You know, it's the it's the crew neck. That's on probably here, but... like Gymshark or Sweaty Betty or whatever. It genuinely is as well in Gymshark. Look. There you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could tell um, from the uh, from the neckline. Jim Shark is our second sponsor behind Disney. There so, we go. Yeah. Some free stuff because I need it. Um, no, I did a drama degree. So three. So what years is it like of... on a drama degree? Is it actually what you think it's going to be, or is it just like weird? You know what? For all jokes aside, and I make jokes about everything in my life, so no one take tried not to take offence by um, the things I might say. But for all of it, it's downfall it was a good degree and I wouldn't I, I don't know looking back would I have picked anything else I think I went for what spoke to my heart at the time and and mm-hmm. at the time I wanted to prance around on the stage for a while and and it is it is difficult yeah. I say prance around but it's it's hard work it's oh, it's grueling slog but same as anything in any creative um well I just think the creative arts get a lot of shit academically um because it's not academic well, it's not technically, is it? And I think I can speak up- to that as well because my degree is in um, playing the guitar and drawing dots to explain what I just played on the guitar. So there you go. And that's the same. It's, you know, we'll run around on stage and then you have to write an essay on why you ran around on the stage. And of course, yeah. I respect the fact you have to find some academia in that. And again, I'll move on to like the PhD side of things for writing. But um, it's, I think you want to, you go in there with a name. I mean, there's a difference. You could go to drama school and that's kind of the university route and you get to do more performance and you mm-hmm. get to do more like the actual drama side of things. But I suppose at a normal university, they do have to look at a way to inject that that study side of it. So yeah, yeah. I, to be fair, well, I went to the University of Huddersfield and the course was fantastic there probably. And I looked at drama schools, I'd gotten into uh, several places and the way they operate their course was fantastic. You got to do a lot of practical work. You did a lot of performance, but I think after my first year, I really found my heart wasn't really in being on stage and, and being in front of people. It was in actually creating mm. things that was on stage so I moved swiftly into into a di- doing a directing module in my second year mm-hmm. um 
then that's just where I mean I've been writing up to this point anyway I've been writing scripts things that we've performed I've been writing tv scripts in my in, as a hobby essentially I never thought it would go anywhere I just thought it was one of those secret little tasks you do yeah. for yourself and no one had ever realized it but then I realized I had the option to actually create the show put on the show like you know sing the theme tune write the theme tune all that so sort to of be thing. the puppet master yeah and I it, I mean it just ignited my heart and since then I've never I've never changed and that's like a um an Instagram story sticker isn't it ignite my heart ignite my heart it's so white woman Instagram and yeah so <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a great it was a journey and then I left university after three years and it wasn't as easy to just go do a straight masters at the time you know so like you left when you left in oh you're gonna make me feel old I left in I left my I'm undergrad 2015. you're not 34 <laughs> I've told you this several times yeah I have haven't you every time I'm mm. shocked <laughs> I shaved today so the, I, I, I probably look older um yeah you absolutely yeah, don't you're like 26 so 27 27 and as my dad reminded me this weekend you're almost 30 demi and so that's playing on repeat in my head i was reminded the other day by my girlfriend you'll be five years away from 40 in june holy guacamole you absolutely will be how how mm. are you dealing with that um, the... it's fine like once you hit 30 and you go oh there you go that's done nothing matters anymore is 30 how I imagine 30 will be because I'm I I think your 20s are just so much like shit and so much mental battling and so much trying to be mm -hmm. achieve so much when you'd have no idea or the tools to do any of that and I'm feeling yeah. as I approach 30 now I'm feeling more stressed but almost calmer and I can see kind of like the the light at the end of the tunnel so to speak yeah of like, I'd say it's kind of like that but if, you, if your last three years of your 20s is anything like mine you have two relationships you'll be very hopeful in that when we're with mental people to come um, <laughs> you'll have satisfaction <laughs> then a stall in your career but then you'll out of nowhere just like life in the last week of 29 you just go I don't care about what people think about me anymore I'm gonna follow and do what I want to do in life doesn't matter that I'm 30 I'll just drink more I mean, I think I made all those realizations about two years ago. So I think I'm ready. Oh, for you're aging quick. You might not make it to 40 at this rate. Your, like, your, your brain is so going with. Benjamin Button, but the wrong way. Genuinely, it goes. Um, I swear I am an 80 year old woman in a 27 year old's body sometimes. I was about to say 80 year old women don't wear gym shots. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. And maybe Jim Shark haven't thought about that angle. Maybe Sorry, they should. Users is, not users. Users, users, <laughs> um, what was I going to apologize for? It doesn't matter anymore. I don't apologize for anything. That's one thing as well. You go, I don't apologize for anything in life anymore. Fuck that. Yeah, no, I feel that. Um, saying sorry is for simps. Don't be simp. Ugh, can you imagine being a simp? No, it's like you know what the term simp means. Like that you're this, right. <laughs> this incel bloke that killed a load of people, wherever it was the other week. Like, oh, yeah, great idea. I know, like, oh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm kind of, it sounds horrible, but I'm, I'm in one of those head spaces of like avoiding as much media outlet as possible at the moment. And I know that sounds really 
really Lost. ignorant. I'm like, really I know talking. what you mean, though, because you're like focusing on becoming something rather than worrying about everything. No, it's not so much that. It's just, oh. it's more a case. Well, it is that, but it's, so obviously I keep up with, with the news and all the stuff that's happening, especially with You still how read much... the Daily Mail app? <laughs> obviously my favourite. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, why are you reading that shit? No, 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 no. But, you know. No, I only <laughs> read the Huffington Post, darling. Um, but I try to keep him, but I just find, I find everything so you know, mental health-wise, it's very easy to drag you down, and especially, you know, news at the beginning of the day. And True, of the day, especially when you get, like, a little wind during your day and then you read something shit and you're like, oh, that's... Yeah. yeah. I, so it's not it's not so much avoiding fully, it's just more, you know, I know a lot of people which are just news on constantly. They've got, you know, we've got LBC mm. radio station playing constantly. It's just debate after debate. It's just reading news articles, watching the news in the background, and, and, it, and it's everywhere on social media. It's wherever you go, and I just feel there's... I, sometimes you have to be so connected with the bigger picture and there's so much we need to do to help those that are less fortunate than us and obviously some nasty horrible things going on in the world but it's enough to drag you completely yeah. you wouldn't want to get out of bed every morning so I, it's not so much an avoidance thing and it's not being ignorant it's just more trying to limit of mind, the amount yeah. of yeah, it's hard enough to live in my mind as it is, let alone let <laughs> some yeah. uh, media outlet go, everything's doom and gloom. What's yeah. the point? I'll just go, fuck it. I'm not getting out of bed today. I mean, you the, know? the thing is as well, like with this, going back to, to the news briefly, you know, the, this, this shooting was yeah. pretty much overshadowed, but somehow higher in the news than this like Taliban destruction. Yeah. And, and it's then today so they come on the radio, don't they? And they go, oh, it's okay. Women in Afghanistan will have some rights under our regime. And we're like, oh, great. Cool. Back so, to that. Yeah. It's, it, I don't know about you, but it just feels like everything's so relentless and chaotic and the world's just... And again, not to be like nihilistic or anything, but it just feels like the world's bloody coming to an end over the past few years. Yeah. Like the coronavirus, it's like everyone's fight. You've got you, we've gone through like all of the political shit that's been happening literally everywhere. Now you've got all this Afghanistan stuff, the wars, potential wars, global warming, which is literally we're fucked, essentially, is what they said last oh, week. Oh, definitely. Like we're not we're in, spot in our just... country where we get guns. It's gone. I, I read that the bloke had a license for a shotgun, but nobody seems to be able to justify the reasoning. Had it taken away and it was given back to him again. You're like, what does he do sitting in his mum's bedroom with a shotgun? Exactly. And I, I wouldn't even know. bedroom. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. And that's, there's just I think over the like say especially over the past couple of years it's negativity anyway but the negativity has been so heavy and I think the fear mongering we had through COVID was just mm. I don't know how a lot of people got through it if I'm being honest like from a mental health perspective it was it was absolutely devastating so now to kind of be on the outset of that and it's just this it's just constant it seems there's, there's no light when you turn on the news yeah. channel I think it's the thing all- is as well, though, like the media trying to be positive, you know, with all this lead up to like Freedom Day and all this shit, mm-hmm. like gave all of the twats the right to be twats again. And overnight, everyone's turned back into a cunt. 
Yeah, everyone was always a cunt. And that's the thing, that, you know, the trust within the, the British public. Like, Jesus, I wouldn't trust mm. that. I wouldn't trust my father could fry them. Like... You say um, cunt the way I imagine um, little John from Robin Hood says cunt. Like cunt. Cunt. <laughs> cunt. 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 I, like, I like it. It's good. Cunt. Cunt. You're a cunt. I, I didn't realise how I said cunt, if I'm being quite honest, but I say it far yeah. too much for some <clears> people's <throat> liking. I swear too much for some people's liking, but then I uh, hide behind the guys that I'm a writer. I need to talk. That's creative. the thing. I, 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 once, I, I always hide behind the Stephen Fry quote saying, you can swear as much as you want as long as it's phrased with other pretty words. Mm-hmm. So, and I try. <laughs> I try, yeah. especially in my writing, so... Um, probably comes out. You use the C word in your writing. You won't get on to even Channel Four with that. No, not in the writing. No, I don't think I've. There was one point where I went to go use it, and then went no. And to be fair, I think you can get around that with Netflix and Amazon and your streaming. Oh, you you definitely can on um, Netflix. I think it was in. um, What's the show about the property developer guy that has to move to? some like backward shithole area of America and sell drugs for the mafia. Oh, is that all Ozark? I've not Ozark. seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've seen quite a few of it. And I'm, you know what? That's the funny thing that you say, because I find that whole angle of you. I mean, I understand um, terrestrial TV has always had its its rules. And this back in the day, so- they used to have the word cunny everywhere. Just because we shortened it and made it like that. A little bit more precise to the point, yeah. you know? A little bit harsher. Maybe that came in with the airstrip designs, the change of name. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it was a marketing <laughs> ploy. You know? I'd really love to have one of those radio mics now that I could lean into and go, for the female listeners, I did not mean that. The right Hotel does not support <laughs> these grievous actions. <laughs> you know what? Like, offence is in the offended. And... I oh, definitely this, this thing I want to touch on later where we, we discuss something else we want to chat about but like people that go out of their way to be offended should just fuck off and die yeah I think Ricky Gervais says it perfectly where he I mean and this is paraphrasing but he's literally like how self-involved do you have to be that you think that your offense means anything to anybody it's yeah, essentially exactly. like you're being such to go that offends me all oh, right okay so every like and obviously you know there's parameters to certain things and you know yeah. we all we all know to be sensitive to subjects and it's not be go around there being is a sensitive to subjects and then there's like not being because why would i want to fucking put a load of snowflakes to the side and stroke them when i could just burn them I think a lot of people do. So it's an attention game most of the time. Oh, definitely. I think it's like who can be the most offended in the, in the YouTube comment section. And... Yeah, I think people want to feel validated. And there's a sad side to it, in my opinion, because of like the rise of social media and there being so many opinions out there and so many like opinions turned into facts. Mm. These quotations on that. Um, I'm just going to turn my camera off for a second while I take my jumper off in case there is a tit slip. Brilliant. I don't want any hardcore on this episode. <laughs> hardcore porn. Um, yeah, no, I think I think everybody just wants to be heard, don't they? So they have to. So it's, it's really a game of who can shout the loudest these days. I find, and 
I, the thing I put it down to, because I, I find myself on social media and seeing something that, you know, just really pisses me off, but it's more, I'm not offended. Oh, no. I thought the pink, I thought you were naked completely, but no. <laughs> no, I am this pale, but. It's no bell. Um, you know, white. I find myself looking at um, comments on social media. I'm just, be, You know, when people are just being arseholes and you just want to like correct them yeah. and be like, you're a knobhead. But then um... I literally get, to, I press comment and I just go, you know what? I can't be asked. I literally, oh, I, no, I it love was it. really riled up, and I just can't be asked. I like to kill them with kindness. Today, I posted a um, on Reddit in like a Fuji camera section. The, my last Instagram post, you know, the girl on the bridge with like the frame with the bald man's head. Yeah. And this fucking snobby little cunt put, ah, oh, yeah, it's really good, but I wish you'd used like a different aperture so where the whole photo was in focus. And in my head, I was like it's designed not to be because it's a blurred frame and the little girl on the right is supposed to be like that and I just put back oh yeah thanks so much for the criticism yeah I get what you mean it would have been a really good idea smiley face because I just can't be bothered to argue with fucking morons I mean pacing to reddit is your issue anyway <laughs> like, the communities a, a normally are really good yeah because it's all like people that are actually like interested invest. in that little niche yeah but maybe it was just a little, they weren't even trolling. I think they were just trying to be like a superior photographer. A lot of people like to comment on it with like a photography word to insult you without yeah. insulting you. But yeah, they try to show their worth a little bit higher. I don't think people know how to constructively criticize or debate correctly without, you know, mm. attacking. But then again, I, maybe I'm, I deserve it because I'm the kind of person where they, someone posts it and is like, what do you think I could have done better? And if it's on a different thing, I'm like, bought a Fuji. And yeah, just so you, I mean, you're like, an arsehole deserves an arsehole comment, really. <laughs> no. Basically, my life is one big cunt roundabout, yeah. Oh, man, mm-hmm. what's, why is Siri talking to me? Maybe Siri, um, maybe Siri has an opinion on that. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think so, that was profession. Yeah, that went on a bit of a tangent, didn't it? We're good at those. I know your passion is the word. I'm, I must stress for listeners, the word cunt, not cunt. Yeah, it's not not the object, the word. <laughs> yes, object. Are you objectifying women on my podcast? Please do. I'm not calling a woman a. I'm talking I'm about the actual body part. Are you objectifying one? Like, that's funny, isn't it? <laughs> oh, um, oh, I'm not. I've seen you I'm on Reddit. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yeah. Lurking with that constructive criticism. Telling you how you should think. Constructive. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I think just like we just made a new, new word. word copyright we have branding yeah. it copywriting mm-hmm. it that's yep. ours copyright a right good demi maybe fabulous Done. Yeah. What, what day are we on so 17th of august 2021 it's ours anybody else they owe us royalties <laughs> gmt yeah um yeah next so passion <laughs> I've got an idea of what it might be, not a passion, but an, an enjoyable endeavour is definitely climbing up high places in certain districts. Me or you? Because I feel like you've you. got that same passion. You seem Me, to love a yeah, lake. I, I do love a lake. I do like climbing up high things, which is quite surprising because I'm terrified of heights. Like, absolutely. Yeah, I am, but terrified. at the same time, like, it's so gradual. And you're going up well, there to go down into the, like, basin, aren't you? So... Yeah, well, you say this, but I've me, only slipped and... once. <laughs> I only slipped and fell to my absolute near death once. So, oh, you know. yeah, bad. But that's like, fine. You just grab some ferns and eventually one of them will hold. 
honestly like well to be fair we went um i think there's some photos on my instagram somewhere of this one we went up one called castle crag in the lake district so just yeah, outside of Windermere, and that's an old slate mine so mm-hmm. i don't know if you've been up it before it's like a zigzag of yeah. to get up the actual peak a zigzag of like slate just sat on top of each other with like no real i said i was gonna say like <laughs> banister to get up like they build a banister no, there's, like, there's a little bridge between one bit isn't there like a little shit bridge yeah and it's really it's just and so it's like look you're going up it and it's quite steep and you've got to do it to get all the way to the top and there's but there's a lot of loose slate and things so you're putting your feet out you constantly feel like you're slipping and my god I I've done it before when I was probably about I did it this year and I did it when I was about maybe 15 or so I think I cried and crawled up it both times um this time not so much crying but I definitely did not enjoy it so much way down can be worse as well though right well, yeah, and this time when I came down, I just flat out refused to go that way. So instead, oh, did <laughs> you go around the top and walk down the marsh bit? Yeah, yeah, and there's not a path yeah. down there. No. There's not a path at all. We it's tried to walk through. Beautiful. Am I thinking of the right place? It's like a little river at the top that you have to cross. Or am I thinking of a different lake? No, I think it's it's to the side of the river. You get to the top and you see like the vastness of these. There's a huge. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a bit like a valley really between mm-hmm. the two sides of it. But then it's a it's a really good peak. And like I say it's an old slate mine where they actually used to mine out well, mine out the slate. Surprisingly, um, but yeah, the down the other side it was all like foresty and tree you know marshy and I just went I'm not going down that way so we'll find a way that one because it was all because there was all the foliage around you you couldn't really see how high you were I was yeah. like this is better I can handle this it yeah it led to a lot of like our slipping all the way down it but yeah. survived got to one point where we legitimately went I think we're gonna die here um yeah but, but I'm here to tell are the story. you even living if you don't nearly die on a mountain yeah. so yeah I'd say you know what it is, is a passion about that because it really makes me forget about the, you know, every, sorry, my cat's been really annoying. Say hi to Joel. Um, hi, Joel. My cat is locked out. Um, not of the house, of the room. She's with my girlfriend, like, it's not a bad thing. Well, if I locked him out, he'd be squealing at the door. and. Oh, yeah, so earlier when I went out to teach, she had to let the cat in during her webinar she was on for work because she was just, like, so loud. <laughs> Yeah, they they are really frustrating. Um, lovely animals, but frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I love the outdoors because it. I think for me, it's very easy to get caught up in everyday life, and it's you know the stresses and mm-hmm. you know just all the things that really don't matter. And I think when you you go out into these places, it, it really reminds you of sort of like how big everything is and how those other things are really insignificant. So. Yeah. yeah so yeah i definitely say that's a passion outside of trying to assign to a thing if you know what i mean so you know yeah. a, a, job or a creative hobby or anything like this but mm. an actual physical hobby it's it's fantastic and aside from writing no other creative hobbies or are you like a dubstep dj or something <laughs> absolutely um i used to do quite a lot of art i don't mm-hmm. so much anymore i was actually saying what like day. drawing painting who would be your sorts. closest inspiration mine in a non-weird way is more the drawings of the peaches than the fannies but georgia o'keefe yes 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 i do really know. like that my final thing at art in school was like a massive 
like half shaded, half lit plum with like greenery behind it. Uh-huh. And it wasn't a bum, it was a plum. Plum bum. <laughs> it wasn't a bum, it was a plum. <laughs> That's yeah. a plum underneath. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, and now I've always been, I did a lot, so I did an A-level in art and I was always really quite crazy with stuff. I did it, um, I forced them to tell them to study tattoo art. Um, cool, yeah. and like, not actually tattooing people because you weren't allowed to do that below no. the age of eight, surprisingly. Well, we discussed um, last time I, on the one that will not be released about tattoos and stuff, I mean, and my fear uh-huh. of not fear, but like my narcissistic, yeah. what if I don't like it thing. Oh, uh, 100%. I, I've always wanted a tattoo, but that that decision and that permanence commitment issues mate like <laughs> literally like can I <laughs> I'm mm. so glad I did as well because some of the ones I wanted to get I would have hated yeah. now, so. um I've told yeah, a few people I... what I wanted and some are like people with tattoos are like yeah that's great and then my friends with that tattoos are like okay so I know it was a shit idea anyway so there you go it's it, I don't know it's just so difficult because I suppose they represent different points in your life and I admire anyone who can make that um that choice and that commitment and stick with it and mm. that you know it doesn't have to mean anything it doesn't have to be it can but be imagine if that thing that reminds you of a certain thing one day reminds you of something you don't want to be reminded of you know what I mean because I'm quite I attach a lot of like you know whether it's songs or things or places to certain experiences and mm-hmm. I think I know a lot of the things I would have had or would have. I would, and then, and I suppose that's part of your journey. It's part of your timeline. And I really love people who use, you know, that their skin kind of becomes their own personal storybook. And I think that's fantastic. But I, I kind of like to put my storybook away and ignore it for the most part. So yeah, mine goes in the drawer. That on my arm or like, or, yeah. But yeah, but other than that, yeah, I have. I mean. I'm just I suppose creativity is just part of who I am I yeah I've always wanted to be into like be able to play an instrument but I've never got past beginner stage really we before we recorded you were like help I need strings so I think we need to get past that first past but (laughs) so yeah I have um drunk me likes to think she can play um, I've I, I've semi self taught myself to play ukulele. I can do that pretty proficiently, I'd say. Okay. Um, not if someone's looking at me though. This so is funny. So tonight I'm with one of my students, and she's like, "Oh, I'll play you what I did last week." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, cool." And I'm watching her, and she's like, "Don't look at me." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay then." <laughs> as soon as I know, so but I'm like that with anything in life. Like, Maybe you she's know... like, "Don't you look at me?" And everyone else is fine. Maybe yeah. it's my BDI. Maybe it's just like, "Don't thank you." Ew. <laughs> no. yeah no, no oh dear I find that though like if I have someone like you know if I'm typing something say at work and someone's like watching me as I'm doing it I just I can type with my eyes closed you start making and, mistakes and yeah. I, I, I misspell everything I'm like oh my god I don't know where any keys like I think it's you know just, a great cure for that is Grammarly I have Grammarly in fact I had yeah. to have a better day to do with them the other day because I forgot it's my fault not Grammarly's fault my fault but I again it's a if you're a writer huge help is Grammarly because it, the editing side of things well you're a writer fuck it mm. get something else yeah. anyone from like writers to like even autistic people like if you phrase a sentence in a way that is not mm-hmm. a sentence Grammarly goes okay and sorts it out for you yeah, and it kind of teaches you along the way. It's a really, really mm. good skill. In a non-condescending way. 
yeah absolutely and it gives you suggestions and it allows you to write things to a certain level like dependent on whether you're wanting to write sort of like an informative piece an educational piece mm. a entertaining piece but so I use it for work and for university and for personal stuff and I think I forgot to cancel the subscription because I checked my like bank the other day and I was like missing like a hundred pounds and I was like oh, oh. so I had this with Squarespace for my guitar website but luckily it was on a card that was like a credit card I could just pay off the next month but I was like mm -hmm. 180 pounds has just come out randomly what the hell's going on oh it's yeah. there and I forgot I that it was a year ago it. since I set the site up you always say at the time don't you oh, I'll make note of that I'll remember and then you don't I've done and it this time I had it with Sky yesterday when my bill was like back up to like mental money and I rang them and they were like oh it's because your contract ends during this billing period so we're gonna like shag you all over because it will be more expensive you just think, oh, fine, cool, yeah, all right. You have to be careful with those as well, because part of the industry I work for is the telecommunications side of the mm. thing, and internet providers, and they can very easily, because they pre-warn you, technically, they can easily roll you into well, a whole new contract. I got it credited, because I okay. said to them that the email had gone into my junk, which it hadn't, and then the person I spoke to in retention was like, oh, you didn't get the email? Oh, fine, yeah, let me take the charges off these Wait, Ocom regs, they have to yeah. do that. No, they have and they're to like, oh, so with yeah. broadband, we have to tell you. With TV, we don't. And I was like, oh, I bet you love that. Yeah, and it is written into your contract. So I read mine with Virgin Media. I was like, you sneak little bastards. Yeah, I mean, really I did five years of contracts with EE and Orange, and it was just bullshit. But yeah. Yeah, they, they people, are. Right? Again, that's that's part of my everyday day career as telecom. So that's uh, it's mm. all fun and games. So be careful, be cautious of your uh, contracts, guys. Always make sure you yeah. uh, speak thirty days before the end of your contract. But the Grammarly one, I, I emailed and was like, "Oh my gosh, I really didn't realize I had this. I thought it was supposed to be ended by now, and I, you know, I can't afford this right now." And more. So thankfully, it's not like I couldn't afford it. It was more a case of I don't really want to spend a hundred pounds on something mm. that just tells me when I've got something grammatically incorrect that didn't feel it was a necessity is there, is there not a free version of them there is right or is there it just is, a trial there is but and i can't i can't understand why but i must have i potentially I, might I bet at the time you did that thing that us creative people did and you went i'll go for the fucking big boy one because that'll be uh, i think i did i think i started my phd and thought i was billy big bollocks and, thought, oh, you, and you were what? like it's not my yeah. money it's Oh, was it David's or Boris's money at the time? I can't figure out which prime minister it was when you started. But you're like, um, yeah, fuck it. it. Was, but, but, but. Yeah, I think I think I turned around and just thought. Oh, it was Teresa. Well, it was my own money. It was my own money at the time. Yeah. I didn't get a lot of funding for a PhD. But yes, yeah, so I was like, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to invest in the correct tools. Mm -hmm. So, or or I might have had a particularly stressful document I had to write for uni and just gone, fuck it. I can't be asked yes. to edit in there. 100 pounds for Grammarly to do it for me. Seems oh, definitely. <laughs> How many people do you think oh, yeah, edit their um, books? You know, these like, I was on, so one of, Two, both of the other guys are writers and we've been recently delving into Twitter for like writers and to get people to come. This is like a year ago. And there's all these things on Twitter called writers lists, which is like one writer joins and then the other 10,000 people on the list retweet their tweets to like get them all like predetermined followers. So it's not real followings. Yeah. There's so it's people on Twitter that have 25,000 followers, but they're following 38,000 and you're like, yeah, it's, it's your follow ratio, isn't it? It's when it comes to social media. Oh, I don't media. care about any of that. I've decided, actually, on my oh, accounts that I use for work, I'm turning off the amount of likes just so you can see the photos. 
yeah I th- yeah you can and I said so you know what it is with stuff like that though it's great if you've got 25,000 people that'll follow you work back but if you've not got the engagement it doesn't matter and that's the important thing of social exactly. media it's not about how many followers and likes you've that's, got if you've not yeah. got people investing in it and engaging in it and actually okay. and for a writer and for a photographer it's important that you're getting people mm-hmm. to show like the hardest thing in, on Instagram to get likes on is photographs which is crazy considering rather than photograph like, um a fucking badly framed rip from tiktok tip not tiktok tiktok see i can't even say it because i hate it that much um mm-hmm. of like someone doing a dance to some shit thing but yeah that's a story for another time <laughs> but it's i mean it's it's one of those angles of it isn't it especially in the creative aspect it's one of the um, headaches, I suppose, that it, yeah, it stops oh, you being able to really find a, an angle to go out, where, uh, to which should, and by and large, it can be a very useful tool, but I think it's very much saturated with too much. Oh, it definitely is. Like a lot of the times you, so I've got into, so at the start of lockdown, I decided I wanted to be a social media manager because I thought that's fucking easy, right? Um, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Where did that um, pop in your mind from? Did you just go? Because I've always liked it, and I was like, always been like quite into like um, curating hashtags that I know are going to work with things and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Curating, collecting, curating such a wanky word. Um, curation, word. even sorry. Curation. But like to use in the sense of like hashtags. Anyway, I got to the stage where I was like, I think I'm quite good at this because like certain things with my guitar videos, I was getting like like 5,000 watches on reels and stuff. And I was like, maybe it's because of the hashtag. Maybe it's because I'm shooting it like this way around rather than that way around, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I started getting into it. And then I realized that a lot of bots just jump on the popular hashtag. So what's the point anymore? Yeah. Every time that- my first comment is a bot going, that's great, DM this account. Oh God, yeah. I, I hate those things. It's uh, kind of go, oh, I think, oh no. I bet you get loads because you've got well more followers so it's just an exponential amount yeah but again i've had that's been just generally like maybe your followers are more like natural as opposed to trying to grow them from a business yeah no i've not that's just that's my personal account i don't have anything Mm. specifically for that's the personal account i've had since 2012 so that's the thing i could go and post these things on my personal account and my friends would like it and great but to get people you don't know to like your shit is the hardest thing in the world yeah and I've, I've never really pushed anything so I did like start a blog and things like that in the past but again it's stuff you just don't keep up to and it's not really focused on the writing that you're actually angling to do but I've never I had anything XOXO you know yeah. like one of my emails we were talking about that today in the guitar lesson my student said to me apparently it was supposed to be somebody else but the scripts got leaked so they changed it to Dan yeah, I've never properly watched it. I went to go and watch it, but because oh. because I know all the ending and stuff anyway, and because it got revealed for like it's been it's one of those I've gone. Do I really want to commit to? Yeah, certain- the ending was revealed before they filmed the final season, so I don't really get. So again, maybe it's one of those that I'll uh, I'll get to. Some I watched point, but- it with a girlfriend at the time, just out of like being nice but it was it's actually pretty good it fits under the lines of like you know like pretty little liars if you've ever seen that that's pretty that's way better than gossip girl i never thought i'd like that but i loved it and you know Mm -hmm. it's got you know one of my all-time favorites like desperate housewives and things oh yeah definitely 
that story writing for me it really set me off in the, in the writing sense I just thought it was I don't know, love it or hate it but quite a smart way of storytelling very like humorous yeah. alongside drama Do you think, and um Desperate Housewives would have had existed without Sex in the City I don't no no it was definitely a, a, a homage to Sex in the City and I think again Sex in the City mm. a show that I didn't watch until probably when I started uni and again I, I gave that impression of oh I'm not gonna like this you know mm -hmm. that stereotype of what it is I think it's fantastic the new season like i like my missus watches it all the time like the reruns at lunch and she's watched it like yeah. probably six times through um they're bringing it back aren't they but samantha's not yeah. in it because her and carrie don't get on in real life yeah she they hate each other so that's such a feud mm. not like keep up with celebrity feuds but i'm like no can't have sex it's not even like a celebrity feud it's like a genuine like two people that work together just fucking they despise each other yeah yeah, um, it's sad as well because it's like Sex in the City without Samantha. It's just the city, really. Isn't haven't it? they got another lady to come in? They have, haven't they? I'm not 100 sure. I've just uh, kind of. It's one of those. I'll. I know there's a lot of hype behind it, and then I'm just hoping it all. I think, unfortunately, uh, I feel like it's going to be a bit too. It's like, going to be the forced. Movies were okay. They were nice, kind of little. Yes, and I find when they do things like this, it's just, it's sad because it ruins so much of the originality yeah. and the, sometimes things should just be left alone. Like, he's big in it. Oh my God, Big's in it and he's like a hundred. Yeah, he is. And he's like a hundred and he's got like this weird blonde-ish haircut. Oh which no, is Charlotte's had hair. surgery because she got old. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. yeah, I think Harry's probably the only one that still looks normal. Oh, Harry's <laughs> in it. Of course he's in it. They're married. Married, right? Yeah. Oh wow. Right. Anyway, so yeah. After the Sex and the City subject, but my God, <laughs> we'll have a Sex and the City podcast when it comes out. Oh, I love like... it. Like I think it's sick. And um, right, where am yeah. I here? Right. So, considering we're talking about social media, we were discussing on WhatsApp the other day, wanting to talk a bit about the differences and different treatment that men and women have on social media and the internet in general well i'd be interested to hear your point of view from this for first and foremost of like what for a man oh, let's let's yeah. think about the three things you do the most on the internet and what you encounter during them um three clean things <laughs> what do i do on the internet um well in terms of like social medias like the different social medias and such yeah or... so i use it for youtube a manchester united forum naturally because why would me I? too i can't believe we haven't met in that forum <laughs> oh yeah I think I've seen you on there. Yeah, I was trying to think of a funny username involving Demi. And <laughs> I was literally about to do the same. I was like, wow, I'm not miserable. So I thought I was. Um, um, and YouTube for two different things. So for education and for entertainment. Oh, I, I I'm feel teaching really myself how to shoot YouTube videos. Talking head yeah. videos with photographs cut in. And I've edited half of one. And I'm not yet brave enough to continue because I feel as though it's shit. I need better, um, need better of these, better lighting. Green screening. I've got, I brought a new light actually, like a little. Um, if you, if you want to see like heads and cuts over like imagery and video and stuff, you'll need green screening. 
oh no, I don't want to do any of that fucking like my head is fucking floating in the mountain shit. <laughs> no, All I want is like my background, but different. Obviously, I'll be in a different room. Um, yeah, no, but even using green screening for that because you can do a co complete clarity background for it, so it just makes the whole imagery. You know, you don't have to put like a friggin' mountainscape behind you, but it, it does. Oh, really? Help. See, a lot of the photographer guys I watch just have a key light and a spot in a room, yeah, and there is no green screen. Know more about that side of things, but I know that that's an easy way to approach. Oh, it. Sorry for talking head stuff. I don't mean the talking head as in like what you would see on Twitch, for instance, where they actually are on a background even if it is their room they've got the clean thing it's more like a talk to you video rather than a talking head video oh yeah yeah so it's, it's, yeah it's just clear background get a good just line right? daylight but night time you know and so yeah that's an idea so they're my I three mean, things yeah like but why why do you feel it's do you feel again i suppose this is the commentary of what your experience on social media is or mm. on, on YouTube, do you feel there'd be far more criticism likely? I'm not worried about the criticism. I'm just worried about the um, the minute you upload it and no one, to be fair, I know how to put it in the right places and to use the titles and I'm good at making thumbnails and blah, 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 blah. So it would get the initial like, oh, off the views, but the the feeling of when it doesn't go anywhere the thing you thought would be a cool idea to do is dead. Is it worth the effort? And it's so hard to keep yourself motivated for. I know I started a YouTube channel back in like 2013 and stopped it like immediately. It cool? It's not there. There's nothing there to see. I deleted it all. <laughs> it's gone. Um, I've got a really bad videos on this from the start of uh, lockdown. They're not bad. The lessons are good, but they're filmed terribly. Oh, well, um, I have. Guitar lessons. Those Wanderers finishes. Um, no, yeah, I, I did it. And again, it's a similar situation. I So I don't know what's changed. And it didn't go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere. Well, how does... What was how it? YouTube... It was nothing. It was just me talking shit about stuff like you did back then. I can't remember what it the was. I did, though, I like, right, so it, it, please excuse me, because this is not you, and this is not a lot of women, but there is that YouTube section of bots talk about whatever they want and get millions of subscribers and that's why i hate yeah no absolutely and, and there's men's thoughts as well it's not just girls like categorizing me with the thoughts <laughs> no it's great You're i um no 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 so this say so it was a creative project of mine i don't know what i, I honestly couldn't tell you what it was i, I was doing something or i've doing it on your phone huh doing it on your phone so what Oh, no, no, I did, it on, I, did, I did it through a laptop. So, again, it was 2013. It was ages ago. The only reason oh, I did it... Oh, right. Was, I thought it was recent. I know, no, no, fine. No, no, it was, it, was, it was fucking years ago, like, literally about eight years ago. And it was because my my narcissist of a boyfriend at the time wanted to move, lock me in a room and make basically be like, go hey, do something to entertain yourself. Go do that so I can sit on my games all the time and ignore you and cheat on you. Um, but that's a different story. So I started doing these YouTube things to try and, like, entertain myself. And I think I did a about five or six and just gave up because the editing side of it the effort and to yeah, actually I love all get the editing. huh i love editing but you but, but what i'm like you do all of that work you'd edit it and then i'd get like 10 views and you'd be you just feel yeah, like i think oh. the thing back in the day youtube you had to um know a lot more than you do now the only things you need now in youtube i think before i bomb when i do mine is a good thumbnail the correct keywords but not too many 
and to have researched your keywords and pull keywords from successful videos within the niche you want to jump into and a decent camera that's it and to have a personality which you have thanks <laughs> i think i do this isn't my real me no um but i so i again things will change how is it do you get quite a lot of organic growth now then from youtube does it push your videos out to non-subscribers is there a yeah, way so the algorithm is now from what i've read and watched the algorithm is now designed to if you treat it correctly your video if it gets enough views in the first x amount of time they push it further into like other small niches near your niche from the so keywords you've used is that is that more a case of like you know when you're you're watching videos does that come up on like your recommended videos yeah, it comes up so on your recommended so like... on my <clears throat> my idea i've bought this photo book um about film photography by a guy i've watched for years on youtube and it's a hundred things to make you take better film photos so my uh -huh. video is going to be five things I learned from Kai Wong's book. And it's that will, because I'm using his name and the keywords he will use and other people in the niche will use. It will, when you search Kai Wong, it will be on page one. Interesting. And also they do, so uh, YouTube shorts, I assume is trying to. Um, oh, shorts is just fucking tick cunt. Trying to take over TikTok and, and reels and all Even, that. Even, sort of um, yeah, I think reels are better than TikTok because they, give you the ability to then go and see what the person does in a still mm -hmm. as well as emotion. So I don't know, maybe I'm getting a little bit emotional about it. I think you are. I think we should move away from that one. So, but say, so, okay, then. So from a YouTube point of view, how... You said that like a doctor what, there. I think you should step away from the window. Mr. I think Garner. we should just step away from that before we have a little bit of a breakdown. I don't think we have time for that, do we, Alex? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's your experience in terms of the interaction and such with youtube because oh, I, so, if I'm, I don't use youtube i use youtube I think it's for really like good. workout videos as you can see and yes. then so for me like the smaller the smaller creators i say like the people under like 100k will respond to you there's you get quite like it's almost like do you know discord yeah i know yeah i know discord so it's almost like you it becomes like a little mini server that you chat in on the video and then the next video comes out and you just move on to the next one um and like a lot of the bigger creators now even will respond to people and like you you can ask people tips of like oh how did you shoot this bit because i really love this slow-mo shit you've done what did you do and they'll come back and say oh i did this and it was like that and i would suggest this and a cheap camera that would do what my expensive camera does is this hmm. but it's like a well, little if you have more the more followers someone has the harder it is for them to it is but Obviously. i think a lot of them have people that work for them yeah but i mean you know being able to answer absolutely everybody that's you no, know that's the thing and that's why you try to put something um zany or interesting or funny in, in your comment to get a response yeah and and basically thotting on youtube comments sections you're thotting in the youtube comment section yeah. <laughs> and, how, and how is that working out for you so far alex <laughs> Well, I'm going to Chad's basement next week, so... Oh, oh, well, well, there we go. You'll have to give us feedback and tell us uh, how you it goes. Sent me an obazine and a starfish emoji. I don't know what he means. Maybe we're going to beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darling. I don't know how to, how to break it to you, but um, 
He's like, he's going to crack me open like a fresh pot of tennis balls, isn't he? Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very likely. Um, the listeners yeah. will know I won't need to edit this out because this is who I am. That's absolutely perfect. I'm glad. I'm really glad. I'm like just, that Christina I'm just... Aguilera song where she's got all like the interesting looking people in the mirror. That song, Beautiful. You are beautiful in every single way. Words won't break you down. Words won't bring you down. You are beautiful. Yeah, that one. What about we on just, We've just, we've just touched um, Demi's favourite inspiration song. <laughs> you know, here reading it like a every, fucking... I can't think every, of a famous poet, um, but like a yeah, famous poet. poet. Poetry reading. Um, every morning I wake myself up and I put on, what is that? I used to have that album. Put on my favourite pair of slacks. My favourite pair of slacks. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I sit down and I recite Word for Word Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. I look at myself in the mirror as I do it and I just take full inspiration from it because, I mean, if we're being honest, it's the most inspirational thing that's ever been written, especially for the 21st century. But I go as far to say ever. You obviously ever. haven't listened to Billie Eilish's new album, have you? You know what? I actually haven't, and I love Billy Eilish. Anyway, it fucking rocks. Like, it is amazing. Like, yeah, I, oh, I'm so glad you reminded me of this because her brother, I'm in love with him as well, Phineas. Like, he is yeah. the best songwriter of our generation. I need to listen to him. He's the Phineas. John Mayer of this generation. Oh, John Mayer can go suck a You can bag suck a cunt. Dick. He's gone. All right. <laughs> 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 biggest misogynist on planet Earth. But yeah, okay. no, I don't think he is. I think that, he's misunderstood as a right. to misogynist. But he's a bit of a tit. He's a narcissist a and a flagrant one at that, but he's not a misogynist. Well, Taylor, he has been he has been known to be quite. But anyway, we digress. But isn't misogyny he's like your job is in the kitchen rather than saying I was in love with Jennifer Anderson, Jennifer Anderson and she didn't love me anymore? And, and being dicky about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about John Murphy, if I'm being quite honest. I just know it can be a bit of a I think as up. a person... He might not have made the best decisions, but as a musician, if you're taking the the artist to the side, yeah. But how far do we go? Like separate the art from the artist. So it's a it's well. A in the most recent song, he's definitely singing art. about Katy Perry and how their love fell down from nowhere, out of nowhere, and he they should be on baby number three by now, but she's not. She's with someone else. And they're not. Orlando Bloom came in there and so whooped her off her feet. So if you think about it, at the time she left. Mayor for Bloom, they look the same. I mean, I'm just blagging right now because I know nothing about John Mayer's love life, really, apart from the fact like him and Taylor Swift had to do at some point, and it's pretty, oh, yeah, pretty much that's probably just like Hollywood. <laughs> I nearly said something <laughs> that cannot go on there. That was fucking wrong. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm not going to even repeat. You know when you get, you know when you think like a really dark thought, and your brain just like shudders. Yeah, you go, oh shit, is that me? And you're like, I was yeah, going to compare is. that to when um, Frank Ribery and Karim Benzema, when they were at the World Cup camp, they went out to a club and had sex with those underage girls. They didn't know were underage. I was going to say John realised she was a kid once he'd fucked her. Uh, yeah, I've said it anyway, so there we go. Well, well, there we are. This is the point in which we are at. Um, yeah, back to the Billie Eilish thing who was a kid no, I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily like an, an insult to anyone I think that it was probably the age gap was too much is what I was getting at 
yeah, yeah, Poss- possibly. The joke came into it because I thought it was my brain tries to connect football to everything else, so that's me. Yeah. And as you can tell, that goes straight over my head because and for the Americans uh, listening, that's soccer. Soccer. Yeah. And I know I've got as much as yeah, I'm I'm not a what are you on that Manchester United forum then? You're just thotting. I'm just thotting, just thotting yeah. away. Just do just it, just do home. it. I'm I'm <laughs> 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 you know what I mean. I've just got so bored of the other side. Hey Karina, what are you up to? Do you want to go thot in the chip shop, get some gravy? <laughs> being honest, I did support Manchester United and it sounds thotty as fuck <laughs> for all of like a year. Um because of and- Patrice Evra because of our left back that is now no longer no 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 no, because of Robin Van Persie or 100% because of Robin Van Persie Ah. so Robin's podcast that he's done with United today is out about him the ninth anniversary of him joining us I'm going to listen to that after the show sweet ass I might actually listen to that myself I'll send it to you on I think I can send the link to the Man United app and it'll play on our webpage on Safari does it, does it link me through to the forum? Because I might have some thoughty thoughts to add to. I'll send you the link to the um, other one I'm on, Muppeteers, which is the Reddit thread about Man United transfers and all the backgrounds of journalists that shouldn't be telling stuff and they are. Absolutely where I need to be. To be fair, my granddad is the biggest Man United fan ever. Um, and my uncle was too. Um, and yeah, the, I, I, I followed them for all of a year again. Say, same, it was first year of you. But Robin same. was with us for two and a half seasons. So why did you drop? Is it because he stopped scoring goals? Um, no, I don't think I, I dropped. I think what it did your was, narcissistic uh, boyfriend at least who lock you in rooms tell you? Yeah, that one. Anymore. He didn't lock me in rooms. He just told me to piss off to another room and not talk to me for like hours on end. To be Basically. fair, last night Joanna came home. She's been on a work trip to Glasgow, and I'm sat there playing something on the Xbox, and she's like, "What this?" And I'm like, "It's the best thing in the world." Um, I went. She started watching Love Island, and I went, "Oh, go and have a power nap in the bedroom." And then as she came to bed, I went, "See you then." And <laughs> went back into the living room to continue. I mean, I have to preface that by saying that I'm a big, I'm the biggest. I, I was like a huge gamer back then. Like I, I would be mm. now if I had the time to be. So it wasn't the point about somebody. I'm uh, fortunate enough that my job day. is half of my job is on hold in the summer, isn't it? So I'm just doing guitar teaching and a bit of photography work. Yeah, you're a lucky sort. I wish I had any of that time. <laughs> had a shoot in London Thursday to do headshots required. It's a friend from work. So, what was I going to say? So, that's my experience on YouTube. Your experience on YouTube is uh, using it like a a peasant's peloton by the sounds of it. (laughs) That is exactly it, a peasant's peloton. (laughs) We were discussing the the other day um, about getting a peloton. Joanna was like, I've got some like money in my savings and I keep seeing the adverts I really want one and we just haven't spoken about it because both of us know it's a shit idea but we're going to do it yeah but the bikes but if like you buy the bike the bike's two and a half grand yeah and you have to pay and then 45 a month but that's 22.50 a month because there's two of us we share the load gym membership but we both hate gyms and people in gyms are cunts they are and I had a huge anxiety for that and then I went like a few months back and now I love it like, I mean, no one I must admit, like, we used to go gym. to fitness first, and like her old personal trainer uh, works at fitness first, and he's great. And like, but at the same time, in Romford, in like East London, or like Essex, really, I guess, everyone's just a cunt. 
I mean, everyone is up here too, but you know, but a Peloton bike is also two and a half grand. So I bet you go like... to like Anytime Fitness, so you can go there at like three in the morning when the yeah, I go to Pierre Gym. I go to Pierre Gym and I go um, mainly around about eight, half eight at night. But tonight, listeners, Demi went at seven, so she could come back to record. I went at seven specifically for you. So yeah. I went at the busiest time with the most cunts. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's yeah. to be fair if I had a real job a grown-up job I would love to go to the gym after work but at the moment I go I finish work at half three come home mm. from school do my reports and then go oh, I'm done fuck you I got yeah. on the bike like I went on a like a 40k ride two days ago and my legs are still hurting but wow. that's not enough right no well yeah no like, um, I spend... no. <laughs> well, no it's not that it's more about like it's a convenience you, isn't it like say if you had a peloton at home i mean you can get cheaper exercise bikes or whatever uh, my idea um, is we do the classes and you do the weight classes on it as well and we get the mat and we do the yoga classes and yeah and you get all of the all the crap and, and to be fair my and i will um... find a way to connect my nintendo switch to it and play zelda on it <laughs> my friend got a peloton um and he said it's fantastic uh, and it's just so and uh, to be fair, yeah, if I had the money, I'd absolutely get one, without a doubt, get one. Oh, definitely. But like, we're just couldn't get over how um, expensive it was. I was like, are you kidding? Yeah, you can do <laughs> it though, we... where you pay like eighty a month to rent the bike as well, but then you end up paying four thousand seven hundred in total rather than two thousand five hundred. Yeah, but I just feel like if you're paying a fifty pound subscription, you should get the bike included in that. You know what I mean? The like, bike's, just seems... probably the bike's probably fifteen hundred. No, I reckon the bike costs them about a grand to make. Well, yeah, so it's, it's a sturdy piece of kit, don't get me wrong, and it's a good... Oh, have you used your friend's one? No. No. Oh, so you're saying it's a sturdy piece of kit from the YouTube videos that you can't touch? I bet there's a Peloton shop in Leeds. Oh, there's one in um, Blue Water Shopping Centre in Kent near me. Yeah, I went in, <laughs> I walked past and I was like... Um, I was going to go in and try it, but the guy in there looked like the most absolute twat ever he sat there like legs well, crossed on his macbook with his fucking neckerchief and his lululemon fucking tights mm-hmm. on and i thought i ain't going in there oh the peloton it's a bit like the um the apple thing isn't it like people will come to you regardless so they don't really have to give a i don't go to apple actually no when i bought my macbook i went into apple um uh-huh. but generally like for everything else i just fucking buy it on the app on my phone and have it delivered next day and pay for it with facetime so i don't see anyone but it must be like a nice feeling to like yeah, I just love a shiny new Apple product I am I am oh it's great the opening the box we spoke about this last time because I just got it hadn't I yeah, like the seven spoke- second rule of opening the, yeah. like for listeners you think why are we well I'm thinking we're I'm repeating myself but no one else knows right so fucking nobody else knows we've had this discussion already we were explaining um life's kinks but things which aren't necessarily yeah, sexual like- yeah opening an apple yeah, product um, opening a pringles can uh, sorry that opening a pringles can became a bit euphemistic it took me back to the beach with chad for a second there oh, anyway <laughs> dare i ask <laughs> so, we've had our personal experiences of youtube uh-huh. now from your perspective give me instagram um it just keeps reminding me of that bo burnham song like white woman's instagram like i don't know if you've seen so you're you're not like a rich middle class white woman are you You're like a 
interesting young person, white woman. So um, I am. Um, I'm not technically white. I don't think. Um, I'm a quarter. Are you like? <laughs> yeah, you've told me that before. Yeah, so don't fall into that category. I don't think anyway. Um, what do you put on the census? Uh, huh. I put white put? British because it's hard to, they don't have a bit for. Yeah, there's not a bit where you can put like a quarter <laughs> Quart- in. There, I or... always think when it's got the slash, you have to be so like. How's the quarter? Not... Is it like <laughs> half a grandfather away? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a grandfather of that. But anyway, um, grandfather. I'm a grandfather. Mm. Clock. I am. Plot thickens. <laughs> Plot twists. Uh, yeah, I would say I'm I'm very typically working class. Definitely not middle class for sure. Um, I like to think I'm middle class, but I'm not. Yeah, I think sometimes I come across as a bit of a snob, but I think that's just more of that than. Oh no, you head. can be a snob as a working class. You can be a snob if you're on yeah, the exactly. <laughs> I'm too poor to be this snobbish, but I am. Mm. Um, I I was only saying earlier on today, like I live like a rich bitch without a rich bitch's salary. Honestly, someone needs. That's to what I said help. to you, didn't I? I said to you, well, I've got AirPods, so I won't be wearing my gaming headset this time. <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, bougie as fuck," and I was like, "No, they're on tick from from my EE contract." <laughs> I got I got the poor version ones. I got like a twenty quid dupe off Amazon, mm. and they're okay to be fair. Because I thought, in all fairness, are, I'd lose them. Yeah, these are good. Um, and like for editing, like I was editing a show today, and I was like, "Fuck me!" It sounds really good, like the separation of voice. Because I'm experimenting uh-huh. with at the start of the conversation, having a really low track of music in the background, just to give it like a little um, vibe, I guess. I like the vibes. Um, uh, and it's just uh, it's it's nice, but like at the same time, if I were to plug in the normal Apple headphones, probably the same. But the microphone's better on these, I assume. Um, yeah, I mean the ones I got, the cheap ones are really shit for that. I thought they'd be really yeah. good for walking around the office and stuff. But I do like the. I always thought when the AirPods first came out, I thought what knobheads are going to wear those. And I always thought everyone because I just thought it was such a showy piece. Like anyone that I walk around, like <laughs> look at my AirPods, and but now, now kids have them. Like oh, like. <laughs> to be um, fair, like it's 159 quid, and the box charges the AirPods five mm-hmm. times, and the AirPods last five hours, and it takes an hour to charge the box. So fucking. Well, this get on with it. So I got the cheap ones to see because I'm I'm. This is why I probably don't have kids yet. Well, not why I don't probably why I don't have kids yet because I'm really bad at losing things, <laughs> um, and I always oh, lose jewelry. So I you feel as though you lose a child in a mall then. Easily. I think Easily. at the moment, I'm, no, I don't know. I'm using this as an analogy to the way I use, I lose everything. And I feel like, you know, on that same track, but I lose jewelry. I like jewelry is not something that like I can look after. So I thought if I get some airports, they're small, they're tiny, mm-hmm. I'm going to lose them within a week. Um, Every time Joanna goes away for work and takes them, I'm like, have you lost the airports yet? Because <laughs> she's like, <laughs> oh, they're so small. I was like, so if I'm going to spend 160 quid on them, I want to ensure that I could. So I've given myself a practice 20 pound run ones, you know, like I'm the sort of like, it's like how I got a cat, a cat's practice for an actual child. If I can keep. So I thought you were going to say when you got a cat, you got like a fucking mangy, nearly dead one. And if you keep that alive for a week, you get a real one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you build up, you know. But you the fair, that's thing. the thing. I said to um, uh, Joanna that I would let her have a baby if she lets me have a dog. But it hasn't worked out, and we have a cat. I mean, it's so... a it's compromises what someone would call that. I suppose. My excuse is the idea is because I think 
Joanna's career is very much like her. She wants to go at it and like she'll be amazing mm -hmm. at it and she is. I would be completely happy to be like the house husband that teaches guitar from home in the week and shoots weddings at the weekend. Oh, why'd you do that? But then you <laughs> want to shoot weddings at the weekend when you have a baby to a toddler age? Probably not. Take but. a kid with you as long as it doesn't disrupt the wedding. Joanna well, can I'm, take I'm it with her to get her solo I must say, but when I have kids that they're like hugely involved in everything I do as an adult, like not everything, but I mean like not these people that baby their kids everywhere. Oh, no, my like, kids are coming like, up mountains with like, me in the front fucking sack thing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> they're literally like, right, you're out now. So like, let's show up, let's go. We've got shit to do, mm. kids. Let's get on with it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, first I need to look after a pair of AirPods long enough, then I can consider kids and things. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about getting one of those AirTag things and then connecting it somehow to a case for the AirPods. But then I think you can do find my thingy on AirPods, can't you? Can you? That's pretty swish maybe i'm um, this is this is a I mean, theme of my life quickly and give apple a call and make them do it and i'm pretty um, sure they do that uh, what the fuck i've just bookmarked a, the manchester united forum accidentally again so i've got seven of them now uh what am i doing uh do airpods come up on find um, they, you know what if they don't you've really come up with something there and i think apple need to chop on with that mm. uh -uh. yeah i i imagine i haven't find my apples yeah it is it's in the find my fucking bastard okay uh so I mean, there you go i thought i was going to be a zillionaire but i'm not no well close but so no. yeah so sorry instagram um yeah so my experience for instagram i generally I go through really weird phases of Instagram. So I I either really like it or I really fucking hate it. And I think mm -hmm. the way Instagram is curated and it's been like this first time now. When it first, I remember when it first launched and it was just a fun photo sharing out. We didn't really have that same experience with Facebook and such. Um, yeah. Everyone posts anything and it has become this i mean we're all guilty of it i'm guilty of it you know you're selfie sharing model looking trying to present the most perfect aspect i don't think everyone can do the model looking thing though because i don't think chad's instagram gets that many <laughs> i'm saying as i'm saying from a woman's point of view i think it and but and i, and I think I've, oh, I've what, seen so like the, the um the suck your cheek and pout thing i mean i don't do that but anyway <laughs> Um, and you know, what I'm saying from that perspective is it has become very, no matter which side you're on, male, female, non-binary, whatever, like it's become so, again, that word curated, it's a curated mm -hmm. view of someone's life. So, and again, we're all guilty of it because no, there's not a single person, I remember there's probably people out there and I've tried to become more honest, especially with like the story function and such, but yeah, no I've one noticed really like a lot of my friends, um, yourself included like put quite like honest things on their stories yeah. recently like a friend of mine is quite heavy into sneakers like he bangs stuff out constantly but yesterday he's put like a black up thing saying like taking a couple of days out i'm done for a while and, and it's I like yeah fine because i the one thing i want to see and I, I have had a really shit time in my mental health over the years and it's and it and a lot of it has to has had to do with you know growing up in an era of there's too much going on, you know, there's too much to, 
overstimulate you whether it be social media or media and then you've got people that cut the the you know comparison is a thief of joy but i mean that's all it um all it breeds and you know when you're growing up at an influence influential age and i social media first came about when i was about 11 12 years old from the start of like mm. you know myspace bieber bebo whatever and it grew into facebook instagram and so for my entire sort of formative years your life was put out for everybody else to judge where you should have just been growing and getting to know yourself so my I mean I've left everything on the majority of stuff on my Instagram and and through the years it's it's developed into what it is now what has become over this is an interesting thing as well actually if you go back on your Instagram um what was the date of your first post are you frozen it was 2012 it took me forever to go back on my first post <laughs> oh literally i've just i've just tried and my phone has frozen a hundred times I th- actually i know yeah. what my first post was it was a picture of me um having just made a shepherd's pie <laughs> i think mine was how typically tumblr it was um which was another bloody oh do you, are you the kind of person that used to lurk on the twilight fan fiction sections of tumblr Oh, I've never been a Twilight fan fiction person. No, I that, neither have I, but um, that was apparently quite a big thing. Like, and yeah, also the Harry cute. Potter fan fiction, like Ron's Chocolate Wands and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I've never been into fan fiction. Strange, no. strange. The right Ring stuff, like, like actual fan fiction where they've tried to elaborate on the world rather than like Frodo. Bang it. It always ends up being gay porn. Which is fine. That's fine. I it's think like gay porn is the hottest commodity in the world, somehow. Well, it clearly is because all the fans, and that's fine. Do you do whatever? But again, I, I it just it never interested me, and get it all started. I think I was too interested on starting new stories with mm. my own writing to actually get into like you know. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that a lot. Of- I growing up similarly with writing to you with music. I mm. used to like shun other people's music that I now really like because I was like no the stuff I'm writing yeah. about in this but I'm still fucking and again, it's, about them. it's a bit of you know yeah you should read as much and experience as much and never shy, shy away from anything in that respect but I think again yeah again the influence of social media throughout my time now to what say Instagram and stuff is now it's uh I go through phases where I have to just completely delete the app because it, it can make me really? feel so insecure. Yeah, like I mean, this is this is based on myself. Actually, have, I don't know why I said really. I deleted Facebook for five years. I've gotten rid of it. I've just deleted my Facebook completely. I got really because mm. again, I find myself. You know, you sat there endlessly scrolling. I've, you know, you've got stuff to do. You know, you need to do, and then you're getting wrapped up in other people's lives, which really mean nothing to you, and you're letting that affect you in ways. And again, even when you don't necessarily mean for it to do, like mm-hmm. subconsciously, it does leave a a mark there. Now, Instagram, I think when so I actively make sure I don't follow things which, you know, in some respects could trigger that like low self-esteem so so looking yeah. at people like unattainable beauty standards or looking at things which are just in the same respects of if something doesn't motivate you and influence you positively and how and and speak to what or help you learn or educate you or help you grow you should and if, yeah. if anything pulls you down you shouldn't really be consuming that media and I think yeah. the issue with Instagram is because it's so pretty and beautiful and aesthetic 
people get sucked into thinking they want to look at oh there's there's this pretty thing like look at this beautiful woman this beautiful man this amazing lifestyle this person on a jet plane going somewhere this perfect holiday perfect for you know you're not even look there's nothing it's hard to differentiate what's real and what's not and we get it, it can have such a negative impact and again when you only receive no notoriety or you get any sort of engagement from becoming those things you start to realize feel like your self-worth yeah. is less so you like so you how said, often do you like, put up a picture that you were like oh i look cute and you get just like horrible not horrible but like people that think you putting a picture up of yourself looking good gives them the right to message you in a way that they shouldn't i don't don't think i've um, ever received anything nasty it's no not bit... nasty but like you know if people message you and they're like oh fuck me you look good and you're like uh fuck off um i think you i, I to be fair I, I mean thankfully instagram's in um introduced a feature where if you don't follow somebody it doesn't send messages into your direct messages so unless you go looking yeah. for that it's hidden which is quite good um but I mean, I, I check it here and there. And again, you you get the odd person sending you something to be like, oh, you look good or this. And I've, again, I've not really received anything. You're comments? always going to get. Yeah. Like, I don't really get any comments, if I'm being honest. I do get comments. Okay. It's from like, oh, mate, or someone or just someone just generally being nice. I think that's the thing, like yours is um, your general account so my general account i've got my um, one i look at all my stuff on so my general account then i've got the accounts for like my passion so like photo guitar the one i set up for my social media thing and the podcast one mm-hmm. and i use them for like what they're designed for and then the one i yeah. look at the least is my own which doesn't make sense but... and that's the thing so i don't really share any work currently and, and i know that there's i'll be whenever you share I mean, sharing yourself and exposing yourself, that's one thing. But obviously when it's personal, people are a little bit more reserved and it's generally people you know, so you don't get a lot of that. But when it becomes your work, because it becomes objective, people do think they have a right to an opinion on that and they forget that there's a human being behind that work. But yeah. then I always... Back to that comment earlier, doesn't it? On that thing on my red my Reddit, that person going, oh, I wish you'd have done this. And it's yeah. like, oh, lots of you have even put it out the there. Person. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of I was having this discussion with some of the guys at work about Love Island and about how I yeah right so I I started watching it for the first time over this year because one again I thought it would do terrible things to my self-esteem watch it realize it's just a bunch of airheads who happen to have a lot of money to pay for plastic surgery and I say that in a non-critical way I mean it in a sense of it's before I thought I think I criticism yeah and, and and you know what again it does it does bad things for bad people but then again don't uh, not it does bad things for people who look at that and think that's like but then also like i think in the same vein as the comment i'm gonna make don't watch it you know don't consume that media and i suppose it's different for people who are younger and whatnot but the comment we were making at work was you know people go on that show and then they end up with severe mental health severe mental health and I'm kind of covering this a little bit in my um, PhD as a topic but they come back and like you know they're, they're depressed and they're this and the people you know it's been suicides and don't get me wrong that that's horrible like long holiday blues not long yeah, COVID, like, long holiday blues yeah. they can't handle how brutal people are online now yeah. and I say I say this with complete compassion because I, I just because 
you have a forum in which you can speak does not mean you have the right to speak nastily to someone. No, it does not. However, that is just sadly something that exists. Uh, you know, they're trying to police within social media as best as they can, but it's still there. So people who put themselves in those positions and go on the show like that and they want the fame aspect of it. They want the the money that comes behind it. They want to have all the good stuff, but then they complain and cry about the bad side of it and say, oh, I'm getting trolled for this. Oh, I'm getting this horrible stuff. And it's like, well, you you know the situation you're stepping into and you're putting yourself out there. So you have to understand that the, the bad that comes with the good. And yeah. it's the same I look at it as if ever I put out a piece of creative work and my aim is to, you know, get tv series written to get you know for you to get someone to recognize you your work and become you know really like recognizing that feel you have to understand unfortunately in the creative industry or in the media industry everything is subjective and you're always going to have to put you're essentially taking your heart putting it on the plank and hoping someone's not or like just standing there and hoping someone's not going to stab you like you know go for it and you're getting stabbed the chances people will because they yeah. can um there's a and this is going a bit off topic and it, uh, there's a performance artist called marina abramovich um and i mean look her up she does some very touchy subject work but essentially she's done a lot of like hard-hitting kind of like social commentary style performance art and one that she did was i think she stood in like a new york gallery um, and yeah. said you know, the public they can come in they can do anything they want to her so she just stood there I think barely clothed and then there was a table in front of her with lots of nice things and lots of bad things so there's like knives on there there was food they could feed there, there was all this sort of stuff um, and then and it literally said you can do anything for me and let the general public in and at first the general public were mm. like really nice to her because they, they didn't know what to do. So the people would hug her or kiss her or just say nice words to her. But then it only took one person to realise they could harm her in some way. And what, really... So she would literally let anyone do anything? Yeah. And obviously, like, with, within reason of the fact that it's been monitored, someone can't just come in and shoot her. Like, but, but people no, I, were... Uh, yeah, yeah, but, like... People what? ended up cutting her and, like, creating... And I'd, I'd honestly look into it, and I think that is... I mean, I think... I can't remember when this was done. I'm, I'm just... It's just come to memory now, but it's a great commentary on social media today because people... Because they've got this guise of you sat behind the screen, they don't realise the person they're hurting. They don't realise the artist who's mm. strived to become this... But they don't... They have the weapons in front of them, and they they think right what can I and, and it's generally because the person holding the knife or doing the thing you know is hurting more or is there's self-criticism there or there's... they don't even realize it's a knife they're holding they think they're just typing something exactly like you said earlier about that comment like that person thinks that they were doing some help but and there's two sides of that one how that person phrased it but then two how your mood was when you received that comment you know, like de- dependent on where you're feeling about yourself, like and and what you do. I know this happens mm. to me on a daily basis. Like if I'm in a good mood, if someone get, comes at me with negativity, I generally see that as constructive myself. I just be like, all right, that's fine because I know mm. I can digest that. But then sometimes when you're feeling quite exposed, the, them them phrasing it wrong and you feeling quite exposed is just a, a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It leads to I- you feeling shit about yourself. I see where you come from with that, but I have like one, if someone criticizes my um, creation, 
I just fucking go fuck you straight away <laughs> and that's perfectly fine too that's fair. I mean again there's everyone's is it though 34 year old man well I suppose there's an era where I mean, and again, nobody knows what path anybody's walked or why someone is the way we are. I think, I think within the creative space, you have to have a very thick skin. And one of one of the things that stopped me with um, going down, say, the acting route, like I, like I originally started with, was knowing that you have to take a million beatings before you might get one opportunity. I was going to say, um, please don't take this the wrong way. I was going to say you'd have been on Hollyoaks by now. <laughs> but you know what I mean and then I remember there's a yeah. snob that comes back in me and goes fuck that and I'm like no, yeah, I that's, like, that's why I didn't want to say it not because I thought that you no. thought oh hang on I was about to say not because I thought that you thought I thought you were shit but you know what I mean but that's the thing we we all hold ourselves to different standards you might not even be that and it's for me and to be fair with writing I've, I've faced rejection so far but then mm -hmm. So for instance, I did a, a script I've been working on for some time and I rewrote, and this was just a hobby. And I entered a competition that was based in the States. Um, and part of this was to, what they did was offer like a full scripts um, analysis and feedback, like you get report from if you were an actual active TV writer. And I thought, wow, what like, a fantastic- Well, they write over it in a red pen and post it back to you. Yeah, but they give you a full report, so a breakdown of like, you know, how strong is your plot, how strong is the actual concept, the originality mm -hmm. of the piece, the the marketability of it, all of this sort of stuff. It's it's really useful to talk to someone. At the time, I'd just done my master's, but I hadn't had any work in practice in the industry. So I put it out there, but because this particular script was like my baby, I've been working on it for mm. like, you know, when you have that one thing and like you just work oh, on yeah, it and you can't get over, that was it. So I put it out there and I thought, oh, it's at this level. And the feedback came back and may I add, the feedback was good, but because it wasn't someone going, this is as the next fucking Breaking Bad, you know, like... And because I held it so closely for so long, when I read that feedback, I was just like instantly like had a meltdown over it. Oh yeah, and I get that in like small ways, like even in say like a guitar lesson, if I show uh, a student like a melodic idea that I think is fucking amazing and they go, oh, yeah, that's all right. I'm like- Yeah, mm. and then you have to realize <laughs> that someone's not experiencing something. And I know the point of creativity is, is to have someone, but there's a, there's a journey and a convincing of that. And there's a, it's the same as like anything, sales or, you know, relationships. There's, yeah. you, there's, it's very rare you're just gonna hook someone like that. Things, things build, things take time. But within that feedback- I think, for instance, I think was, relationships might be different. Sorry to like pull it out of the air, oh, but yeah. I was like, I think relationships, you you have that instant hook with a good yes. relationship. No, you, that instant hook is is what we've described as lust, and the difference between lust and love are two completely different things. You but have is the, lust and a spark the same thing. Yes, it is, but a spark a spark isn't what's going to offer longevity in a relationship. A spark will Maybe, not keep. You must have had that thing where you have like an instant intellectual connection. Not oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But in, in sense of hooking someone and someone, oh, that's good, and also keeping someone interested. I suppose that's the difference I'm saying here. Like, and loves a whole mm. different kettle of fish. We can do a whole, a whole ten hours on that subject. I, but yeah, we'll um, that will be a couple shows. Mm -hmm. like... Speaking of love, have you ever watched the Netflix show with Gillian Jacobs and Paul Rudd? Love on Netflix. 
It's fucking the show. amazing. Love. Yeah. yeah. The one with my um, favorite show. It literally is I my love, favorite show on Netflix. The one I with love the, love. The girl yeah. called Mickey and yep. the yeah, the one that's an Apatow, the Judd Apatow, isn't it? It's written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I absolutely love that. I think it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a very, very it's like um, the, in my top five things ever. Yeah, I I was I was astounded that not more people had watched that. I really, it's one of those. I think it had gems. very bad advertising in the UK. I think in America it was big. But yeah. Again, probably in America because there's so much of this. Like, well, I might be completely wrong and off the ball here, but there's still a lot of anti-Semitism in America because Paul mm-hmm. is Jewish. Probably a lot of people are like that. Fuck that. Yeah. There's only about twenty percent of America that has the ideals of creators deserve respect, irrespective of where they come from. America, what a uh, absolute what a fucking joke! I think they've pulled out of Afghanistan so they can go back in with their dick swinging. They do like to do this, but I'm not going to get onto a political debate. I'm going to completely avoid that because I'm too tired for that. Time, but... Oh no, 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 but... definitely. Like that's not that's not a thing to discuss in a small um, period of time. Yeah, but yeah, I su- I suppose just bringing it back a bit to. If you're going to expose yourself on social media, you have to understand. And because look, in a perfect world, people wouldn't be dickheads, but people are the majority of people are dickheads. And social media, if we want the good of it, if we want the advertising, you want the the notoriety, if you want the someone sees your work, unfortunately, the vast majority of people are out there to knock you down. Um, And I suppose with it doesn't matter what field of work you work in, but specifically in the creative industry, the majority of people want to, they want to celebrate your successes with you. They want to be the ones to say, I knew them when you get successful when you're there, but they don't want to be the people to support you along that journey. And unfortunately it's a very, very lonely, you have to be your own motivator. And I specifically have been with Mariah, but you have to be your own cheerleader. And you can't expect anybody else to be. Do you think even like in, um, not that this is like the love hour on Radio 1, but in in a relationship (laughs) sometimes if you're a creative with a non-creative, you have to like over justify yourself to them because they just don't get it. Um... Not justify, but like they won't see it the way you do. So you have to show it to them in a different way. See, I'm trying to think of if I've really... There's two angles to me, which is like, I'm quite, I'm quite in terms of career and like goals and stuff in life, I'm quite business focused and quite, quite creative. So I have quite an overlap with that. So I've not found myself, I can't think of anyway, I've dated a lot of creative people. So musicians and I've never dated a writer or anything like that, but quite a lot of people have had that influence in some sense or been quite artistic um or then I've had the other opposite of an end of the spectrum where we've like shared that interest in in the work side of things and because I'm quite passionate about both I've never really seen one wane over the other so much um but I could I have known people who have struggled with being able to I've had friends say which just absolutely just don't get it they don't understand it but then I think they're not really sometimes more so than a partner yeah yeah, they're, they're, not, they're so not friends. Because if they yeah. can't get you, and, and if I find with creative stuff, it really encapsulates who you are as a person. You can't just be, mm-hmm. I I write, 
like I am a right like I, I you know or I am I play guitar like you you, it's, you are a musician it's part of who you are and like I think mm-hmm. if someone completely doesn't understand how that makes you tick then they don't really get you as an individual and I think it's not like you can't be friends but I think that they won't be your best out. my well, best friends are out. creatives yeah and I think you yeah. have to because they're, they're the things they're the passions you you share and yeah you know one of my best like all of my closest friends have their own just because you're not maybe specifically creative where it's like an obvious creative like they don't sit down and write or draw or or make musical they are very creative in their Mm. their mindset if you know what I mean or the way they tackle things or you know I've got friends who have their own businesses who are who are teachers like yourself or who are you know just but just really switched on in that way of thinking rather than being super analytical or super like yeah and i don't don't know i i have an analytical versus a creative household Mm -hmm. and they're very very creative but sometimes you when you're like oh i'm gonna do this as a job they're like is that a job you're like yeah it's a job (laughs) and that i suppose but yeah that's not they're not supporting you that's just them not yet being educated in the fact yeah, I do get the question a lot. Well, what you're actually going to do with that, especially with my PhD? Like, if I said, "Oh, I'm yeah. going to do a go do a PhD in law," obviously it's quite obvious you're going to go be a lawyer. If I go do a PhD in like freaking biochemistry or so, it's it seems that I go, "Oh, yeah," but when mm. you said I'm going to do a PhD in creative writing, I do get that a lot of. Well, what's what's your plan? What you're actually doing with mm. it? And it's, but then it's so I took that for a long time as like you know drama what you're going to do with it right what you're going to do with it what you're actually going to do I got that a lot when I worked in hospitality but what you are actually going to do and I realized you know what it's not anyone's goddamn business if I want to do a fucking creative writing degree and do fuck all with it at the end of it I'll do just that like you don't need to justify the decisions you make or the things you enjoy or you know what what you're doing like you know even if I just do this right for a hobby in my background whatever it is like fuck everybody else it took me a long time to have that mentality yeah. of don't give a shit what you think I'm doing it for me oh, you I was like 28 when I did that um so back to creativity and creative writing specifically like I don't believe in top two top threes so let's have your top two books songs films um oh this is so difficult so and a brief you can do threes if you want to but i thought twos is easier no um top two books my favorite book of all time is the great gatsby absolutely loves great gatsby um very good choice. Very, yeah. very good cover as well well yeah it depends which one you're looking at <laughs> you're thinking of the cover which is the poster from them from, from the, the actual, road. yeah yeah, yeah. No, not the yeah, fucking I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio. Can I show you? Oh, I don't have one up here. So I got a few of the F. Scott Fitzgerald's books, and they had these really beautiful, like art deco. Like art deco. Oh, it was jinx. so gorgeous, and they're kind of like um, engraved almost. I'll send a photograph. Yeah. I've got a Terry yeah. Pratchett one, which is all art deco, and it's got a hologram signature on the inside. Oh, what a long. Anyway, sorry. Great guess. What's my second favorite book? Um, that's a difficult one. I'm not looking at my. Um, I'm gonna go with one which would have been a movie, but it, it became mm. my book. The actual like execution of the well, the movie compared to the book, but it'd have to be Rita Hayworth in Shawshank Redemption. It's okay. Stephen yeah, King. Yeah. 
part of the different seasons novella but I used to I was I loved Stephen King uh, growing up but Shawshank was one of my favorite films but the actual novella of the book is is phenomenal and for anyone who's a Stephen King fan or a fan of that movie I, I recommend reading that um songs um my favorite song would be oh god again there's too many but I would have to go for by my favorite band the killers which is read my mm. mind I've read my mind and then this is a really um really bizarre one but it's hit me massively recently it's a piece of classical music called Nouveau Bianche um okay. by Ayanadi and I this song I can't can't quite describe it to you it's a piece of piano music and it encapsulates it's almost like when I first heard the song like hearing my life but hearing all the ups and downs it's like the happiest sad song the saddest happy song ever I, okay. I, I guess I mean you're the musician it's making me think of like the what's the name of the painter that does all the upside down stairs and pathways that go nowhere in oh, Anyway, then it's making me think of that, like the path to nowhere, but you wish it went somewhere, kind of. Yeah, thing. and I, I can't, um, I can't describe the emotion it gives me, but I must listen to the song like daily. It's almost like a, it's a. Please gives send me, me it because I'll use uh, it when you're talking about it. I'll play it really quietly <laughs> underneath. Thanks, I'll be crying right now. No, but yeah, it's 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 beautiful, and I never, I, in fact, I started listening to a lot more classical music. I put it on mm. in the car on the way home from work because it just, it calms me. And mm -hmm. I think it, it releases a part of that creativity as well, because we, I mean, I use music a lot, a lot for influence for, for my writing and always have done. But yeah, I think it's I quite suppose, helpful, isn't it? Because it gives you a lot of instant yeah. directions. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very, uh, very influential in that respect. But um, but yeah, so I suppose that's my music and films. Oh, gosh, films, 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 films. I was going to say one of my top ones has to be Pretty Woman. It has to be. Yeah. I'm common now, but Pretty Woman is sits right there. Um, fuck. Every time someone says this, like so much many things come to my mind, but I also That's why I forget. said two because I didn't want to give the pressure of three. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, it can be a TV show if there's not a film. Then it has to be The Office, The American Office. <laughs> oh, good, good. Because although I do like the Ricky Gervais one, the American one is up there with love actually yeah Mad Men. i can't just i've got so tv i could go on forever in a Mad day Men was you. really good but the ending was terrible oh terrible 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 but but yeah I, but i'd go with the office i'd go with the office films i could go on like you know like sci-fi tangents i'd be like alien and the terminator and then i've got like i have different genres of where films fit i can't yeah. make that definitive decision of just one form category you know no, so. that's good that makes sense Okay. So yeah, um, shut up on that one. Respect. That was quite a nice way to um, fajita the episode. Fajita. Wrap it up. Um, so. He's going to feel that. <laughs> for your listening pleasure, children. I've been Alex. You've been Danny.